Hello and welcome to Bork, to the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I'm your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-hosts, Jay. Yeah. And Rev. Hello. And this is, uh, this is episode 18. I'm calling it I is for Apple. So that should give you a hint of what we're going to be talking about. I hope that we can cause enough drama to change the title of it before the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, I just hope to make people feel real bad about themselves before the end of the podcast. So uh, we're rating right now. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to talk about that later. Um, anyway, because <laughs> I don't think Great. I need- I mean, uh, I got two right. more people- to play Dragon Age. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the new year, guys. It is 2010. We're excited to be here with you because if we weren't here with you, we'd be dead, and that is worse than the alternative. Or we wouldn't I don't even have know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, like being dead. I'm just, I'm just really stoked about, you know, as, as the year has started up, as, as it's drawn to a close, last year drew to a close, and this year sort of is unfurling its wings, its big, like, eagle wings, and, um, maybe they're like angel wings. Thinking more bat-like. But... <laughs> I, I'm, I just keep realizing, you know, from tweets by Jay and stuff like that, that we're living in the future, and I always dreamed as a kid of living <laughs> in the future, and I didn't expect it to come this soon, so... Uh, it's really exciting. So we'll see. I think this year is going to be awesome for our people. And, uh, yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about before we get started with the regular show and the way we do our thing is um, our resolutions. And we talked about this pre-show, and Rev said that he doesn't make resolutions in much the same way no, that he – said he doesn't do them. He doesn't do them. I said I don't, I don't do, I don't that, do that. <laughs> in the same way that he doesn't do Follow Friday. Um, if you're on Twitter, you may have seen him go on like a five tweet tirade about and how like follow one person are. responded with, you're a hypocrite, <laughs> which was true. But anyway, <laughs> so Jay does do resolutions. I, I don't usually, but this year I actually have one that I'm kind of excited about. So Jay, why don't you tell us, um, pick one of your resolutions if you would, and tell us, uh, just your, your favorite kind of resolution that gets you the most kind of, I don't know, that you're interested in, in following through on. Well, I'll share two then. If I can't, may I? Yeah, oh, yeah. Share two? Okay. Okay, absolutely. Uh, well, one of my resolutions is not nerdy at all, and that was uh, I wanted to cook more than I did this last year because I used to cook a lot with my wife, and that was a lot of fun. But since uh, she's been a little bit more housewifey of late, she's done most of the cooking, and I wanted to kind of take that back a little bit, or at nice. least share it more, which take is cool. Power, yeah, in relationship. And I'm, you know, I'm one for three so far on the days after the new year, so I feel pretty good about that. Uh, and uh, my geeky one was I want to beat more games. Not I want to play more games. I probably want to play less games actually, but I want to beat more games. Interesting. So you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to change your methodology a little bit. Yeah, I, and I'm notorious for not finishing games. It's just it's. Bad. I'm I'm pretty I'm, notorious for that too. Yeah, I think I may <laughs> I may even go back through my catalog of unfinished stuff. Maybe that's how I'm. Mod- is it too late to change my resolution? Can I do that now? Or is it- I think you're good. I think within the first yeah. five days is fair game. Okay, for five days. <laughs> I didn't know there was these complicated rules. I, I was just kind of making them. But all right, so yeah, it's, maybe I'll try and clear some of my back catalog. Nice. It may not be possible with how many good games are coming out though, because I was like four different game stops today. Long story, and uh, yeah, it's gonna wow. be tough. Wow. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that next week, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the because I know why you were there, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're we talking, are talking about, about next week. And we'll have, hopefully we'll have the lovely Daisy on as well and 
I'm hoping. Get some perspective. So anyway, my my resolution. I'm really I'm really stoked about this. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to pull it off, but I'm going to attempt by the end of the year to consistently have more recycle in the recycle bin than I have trash in the trash bin every week. Wow. Yeah, then you'll feel good about yourself, won't you? Jesus. <laughs> this guy. Just Do you have two kids? I'm just sorry to be the, the like the guy that gives you advice. Yeah, no. Like right, <laughs> right when you know that's that's so annoying. You know? No, it's like I'm the resolution. Like I want, right I want to run weight. I want to lose weight, and the guy's like, "Okay, let's sit down." Like, this what, is what you, you're gonna okay, okay, what do you okay, okay. like? <laughs> what are you eating? Put down everything. Eating something wrong. Write down everything you eat right now, ever. <laughs> no, uh, we just moved into our place, and I just so happen to have two trash cans, don't ask me why, in the kitchen. And that has been a, a really big help. I often pull out more recycle to my big bin than regular trash. Yeah, and I'm going to do that. And what I want to do ultimately is right now we have like a recycle bag and a trash can and what I want to do is sort of switch to having like trash bags where it's just like a little grocery store bag and having a recycle like a full size recycle can I think you'll be highly successful with that yeah I I picked one that like I I don't know I just um, it's more about changing myself than because I know that the things that I do aren't going to have a big impact on the environment and I think that the world is screwed no matter what um, so, I mean, that's just biblical, you know. Keep that optimism up. Or, or the Torah, or just pick your major religion and read the holy text, and we're just gonna die, and the world's gonna burn. So, um, but I don't know. I think it's just about being more in control of uh, thinking about it. Makes you more aware of your waste and how you handle that. And I think it's a good it's a good place to start for me. Is that so? I'm excited about that. Um, Obviously, I'm gonna. I didn't. I, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do that I don't. I kind of subscribe to your theory on resolutions, which is that I just don't do them. But that hit me, and it just really struck a chord. So I, I thought I'd throw that one out there and uh, focus on it. Obviously, I'm still doing all the other stuff that I try to do to improve my situation. Um, anyway, let's move on to the let's move on to the uh, the podcast and what we what we talk about. The first uh, few minutes of the podcast is what we've been up to. So let's start with Rev since he just didn't. Didn't uh, grace us with a resolution because he's not resolved to do anything this year. He doesn't do that. No, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been doing for the last couple weeks? Um. Well, I had Christmas. I I do Christmas. I'm not Jewish, nor am I. All right. I thought that was just me that did Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, I did it. Okay, grats in my home. Grats. Thank you. You guys had a real tree. It's dead now. I didn't, but it's still in your living room, right? <laughs> surrounded Don't by... Don't tell the fire marshal. <laughs> surrounded by lights that are plugged into an electrical it's outlet. It's like an effigy of, like, <laughs> wow. death at this point. Mm, All of the, a defigy? It's a defigy. <laughs> by the I way, when you... Everything I'm pagan. When you take that out of your house, just have the vacuum on standby. That's all I'm going to say. No kidding. Mm. I figure out... Like, oh, there's all this stupid crap you have to figure out when you have a new house or have a house, period. Like, when you take your tree out and they'll actually take it with them when the trash people come. I don't I, know. I, should probably I think you put it in your, um, in your brown one, yeah? It's not going to fit in there. They're definitely not going to let you put Christmas trees in the brown trash can. That's like, <laughs> I guarantee you, that's 
there like two rules about the brown trash can. One of them is in it is number one. Number two, you do not put Christmas trees in it. So I guarantee you, those trash men hate that more than anything. It's like the week after Christmas, they're driving by, and every candle on the street just has a Christmas tree all the way out of it. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, can I tell you a secret? You did that. No, it's just between the three of us. (laughs) Don't tell anyone else. Exactly. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) When I was a kid, (laughs) if Uh we like missed, see, we were bad. We occasionally would miss the trash day because it's not like we had stuff to do. Like I was, I was homeschooled, so I wasn't like at at high school all the time. And my parents, whatever, they weren't doing anything. But we'd miss the trash day from time to time, and when we did, like, the trash would pile up, and you don't want that in your house, so we would, don't tell anyone, but we would sneak trash into, like, the recycle or the, uh, (laughs) so maybe this resolution is my penance. Would you you be looking at your trash and be like, well, this is a salad that's gone rotten. That's technically yard waste, right? Or or you'd be like, this paper towel that's covered in something gross, that's technically recycling. Are those the kind of deals the devil you make or what? I don't think that much thought was ever put into it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, so that's just between us. So anyway, congratulations on having Christmas. What else have you been up to? (laughs) Uh, Well, geekily, I got two two really cool games. Um, Technically three, if you consider the PlayStation 3 game, which you got me, by the way. I don't Dragon know. Aid. You don't know. I would consider it is a PlayStation. You thought it was a Xbox game when you got after it. all. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, "Why is this blue?" <laughs> uh, Dragon Age: Left 4 Dead 2 and then Uncharted on the PlayStation 3. Dragon I Age. I heard that's good. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be one of the like the bestest, the bestest of the mm. best for the PlayStation. Anyways, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age 2, a bit of Left 4 Dead 2, and uh, I don't know if we want to talk about Dragon Age now, but I have to say it's a finely, finely crafted game. Mm-hmm. Um, even more finely, I would say, than <laughs> Oblivion, which is the same kind of vein. Uh, I don't I don't know about as much content. Just What what platform do you have it on? Do you have it on PC? or PC, and it is a PC, PC game. It, is it? Yeah. Okay. I can't... It's... I, I'm experiencing the opposite of what I did with Borderlands, which is I wish to God I'd got it on the 360, and I didn't. And, I wish uh, there was some website, and maybe we can make this website, but I wish there was some website that just told you what to buy a game on based on the UI, you know? Should I get it for console or PC.com? Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Adventures in Google. This portion not, of the podcast is where we Google PC. things. Yeah. <laughs> See? Marketing man right there. Console or PC.com. <laughs> You're throwing in extra words. Should I? Should I? Before I buy it, should I check to see if it's better on console? <laughs> I, was, I was keyword <laughs> stuffing. Come on. Yeah, I, don't All know right. you, I don't know your crazy methods. Well, you know search engines don't care about domain names. False. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so... That's been my few weeks. I've been trying to lay low. I had a really busy Christmas, so I had a really not busy uh, New Year's weekend, other than playing games and taking care of stuff around the house. Yeah, I'm really re- wanting to set up a Dungeons & Dragons game, but I just haven't had the time. 
Yeah, I know how you feel. I'm really conflicted on that. I mean, I, I just, um, I like that balance of busy to not busy, busy to not busy, but sometimes when I'm busy doing stuff that I love doing, like I visited my parents and then I came over to your place and hung out with you guys for a while and like, that was kind of a big, like a busy day for us, especially getting out and doing that, but when I'm busy with doing stuff that I really enjoy, I just have a lot more fun than if I'm not busy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, so the last thing that I wanted to ask you guys, actually, it's less of more what I did, but you were ignoring me earlier, so I'm going to pop it in now. You can't stop me. 22010, <laughs> this, this year that we're in, what are you, what are you calling it when you talk to people? There's actually a website for this. Did you know? Uh, is not. it is it called ot ten? Is it called two thousand ten dot com? No, it's uh, I think it's two thousand ten or twenty ten dot com. Um, well, clearly twenty ten is the better out of those two, but there's more options than that. Yeah. No, but it, it purely from having to say the words, it's better. Yeah, no, but what it came down to, I think, was that, uh, that twenty ten is the fewest syllables. Yeah. In fact, going forward, this past decade is the only decade in the last like 200 years where the 2000 and zero or 2001 or whatever that worked. And going forward, it's going to be 20, just like it was 1999 or 1890, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody else said Whoa. There you go. That's what it was. Whoa. <laughs> Jen's cutting into this podcast. <laughs> Somebody said naughty Uninvited? 10? Yes. Naughty Ten. Well, I want to live in Naughty Ten. I mean, Naughty Ten. Why is it yeah, called it's Naughty like a play on something stupid. I don't get it. It's, those are. It was by the same people probably who did the What Happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, stays in Vegas, which is not true because where the producers like this doesn't seem like a good movie, and they're like we should make it anyways. I don't mean the movie. <laughs> should I just mean there. I just mean the slogan. Oh yeah. yeah. So, Dave, you're gonna call it. 2010. 2010. Okay. 2010. And uh, Jay, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably call it 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. In five years, you can be like, yeah, that was either 2011 or 2010. Yeah, I guess I'll say 20. I don't know. 2011 is a long yeah, thing to say, but it doesn't sound it. weird. You know, it doesn't sound bad. Well, that's because we've been indoctrinated for the last really? 10 years. By who? Uh, mainstream media, John. <laughs> mainstream media. The MSM. The MSMs, dude. That's it. Jeez. You know, if Duh. you spell MSM backwards... Oh, man. It's a palindrome. What was that yeah. thing that also is a really long palindrome? Something about owls. Today's date is a palindrome. Mr. Metal Owl. Okay. Did you know that? Oh, man. Today's date is not a palindrome. Well, oh yeah, yesterday. My bad. <laughs> I was catching up on my Twitter and somebody said it, but it was from yesterday. What do you want from me? Oh, all right. Um, so, going back, I wanted to wanted to go back because I like to do that from time to time. Um, the people. Oh, Rev, you didn't tell us. What are you going to call it? Twenty ten. Okay, and what's Jen going to call? When I'm being it? stupid, I like ot ten or something. That's dumb. I know. That's why I That's said. Actually- I just texted that. No, it doesn't. Stupid. It doesn't make sense because ought is uh, ought means zero, and if you look at the numbers, it's twenty zero ten. Is it not? Yeah, but ought historically has only been used to as a placeholder for a number where a zero for for like the, the last two digits, right? Ought nine, ought eight, ought seven. 
Why wouldn't you say? Know. Why wouldn't Wish you say two odd ten? Well, what's his face was probably dumb. So, yeah, whoever Neil his face Patrick was. Harris, NPH. Oh. Isn't he up for like Gay of the Century Award or something? But he's not even gay. Uh, yeah, he is. He is? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know he liked the men's. Yep. Yeah, he does. All right, I hope he wins. But he is my favorite gay. Really? He's awesome. Anyway, right. um, I don't know. I haven't made that list yet. <laughs> you should Maybe make you should that start. list. Okay. You don't have a lot of time. Voting has begun. <laughs> is that? Have you registered that, John? There's my favorite gay dot com. My favorite gay dot user voice. The last thing I wanted to talk about is something that's been annoying me for the last couple days. Um, there's a whole subset of people who are saying this is not the beginning of the second decade of the 2000s because that's next year. Oh, you know so that I'm, was all the people that graduated our year in 2001 were like, oh, geez, we're we are really the, first. the first year. Yeah, I hate 2000. those people. Yeah, and you I yourself. think dumb. No, I graduated in 2000. Oh. Shabam, sucker. Some of us walked down the aisle. Well, all of us oh, did that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> left out. I don't. But anyway, okay. So if you're one of those people, just knock it off. Nobody cares about the <sighs> seriously. The well, of... they are right. So what's the big deal? They're Why not. did you all of a sudden get all like specially special about technicalities being not okay? Technicalities are not okay when you use them to make yourself feel smart when you're really not. Okay, then I'm against what you're saying. I'm just not against them being right. Like, it sounds like you're saying that they're wrong, which is the well, silly. For all intents and purposes, they are wrong. That's not actually true at all. Do we have to get into this? All I'm saying is talk to Jesus, because he was born in zero. <laughs> so if you want to say he wasn't the first, then go ahead. Well, let's assume he was born at the beginning of zero, right? Yeah, so he was zero day one, right? So he was zero day one. Zero day right. zero? Zero day zero, hour zero, minute zero. Oh, no, because there was no zero, was there? There was just one. No, but we must presume that there was a zero because that's how uh, timelines work. Uh, only when you've watched way too much Back to the Future. False. No, not Back to. This is not Back to the Future. Really, Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> just got rolled this on by you guys for not having even... seen that show. <laughs> it's alright. It's not Doctor Who related either, and it's it's not. David Tennant doesn't come into this at all. Although I'm sure he'd have some. Say that's to say loud. About it. So I'm just saying that one is a result of a year having passed. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. I'm glad you had fun with yourself in that little that all right. long. All right. Well, I did. I did. As as I do. I think your point is that it's annoying and people should stop caring because uh, yes. the only people that should care are the people that make timelines and label them. The only people that should care are time travelers. <laughs> I don't even think they should care. They probably should. What do they no. care? They can just go wherever they want. Right. They should just shut up and go somewhere else. That's what Doctor Who does. He just goes right? everywhere, whenever, <laughs> asking what year it is. <laughs> Crazy guy. Does he say it like uh, Robin Williams in Jumanji? What year is this? Right? You remember that? You remember that. When Robin Williams is Doctor Who, he will say it that way. I hope so. And that's when Jay will start watching Doctor Who. You think so? Yeah, hell yeah. Doctor Who is, you know, Robin Williams. Mork as Doctor Who, wow. Oh, Vork as Doctor Who was a Time Lord. I don't know what that is. 
Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, who next? Did just, just did you. Next. <laughs> Should we do me next? Please. All right. Let's do me then. Who um, is? <laughs> what I've been up to this week, I found out that, okay, so there's this whole suite of augmented reality stuff for the iPhone coming out. I believe um, Yelp actually has a little piece of their software that's augmented reality, which yeah, is uh, totally the Monocle. It's what? It's silliness. Yeah. Is it? It's so like, what on? If if like McDonald's was in hell, then yeah. <laughs> what? Because when I when I like point it, everything is like below me. Really? <laughs> it's like underground. How Unless often? there is an underground China, China then you know maybe. <laughs> maybe it's in China. Maybe. Uh, Maybe Yeah, so what augmented reality is, for for those of you who may not know, is uh, generally it is something, something, uh, an application, for instance, on an iPhone, although it could be anything, that will use your camera and stream data from the Internet to overlay your camera with geographically tagged information. That's a really good description. I was thinking when you started this, I'm like, man, I hope he thought about this because it takes me like an hour to try to explain this to people. <laughs> I did not think about it at all. I just kind of jumped in. So we got lucky on that one, folks. Very nice. well done. <laughs> Pulled the wool over their eyes. You just edit that whole part out? Shazam, exactly. Um, so, you have to edit. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, augmented reality is a really cool concept as far as I'm concerned. And actually, you know that Gibson novel that I've been trying to finish for the last, like, four months? Yeah. It is, it's based heavily on, it's called Spook Country. It's based heavily on um, the, this concept of augmented reality and people using that augmented reality idea to create art at certain spots. Like, a guy created a sculpture of River Phoenix at the place where he killed himself. So you can only see it using his AR technology at the place that he committed suicide, you know, that kind of that's thing. That's actually pretty cool. That's in the book or that's in the real It's in world? the book. It's in the book. Oh, damn, why don't we have that yet? I know. Well, and it's getting there. So that's what this stuff does. It, it right now it's just tagging. So you can put a note, or you can put like a some places let you record video and yeah, they have like the car finder one, right? Which doesn't really work, right? And the thing is, unless your car's in hell, <laughs> possible, possible during or the if holidays. You're a, if you're a atheist, like thousands of meters under the crust of the earth. Right, yes. which would be hell. So come on, Same thing, come on, guys. Yeah. It would be pretty. It would be pretty warm. Molten lead. Nobody likes that. Uh, so I played with. The, so there are a lot of applications that are starting to integrate it, and there are tons of problems with the technology. For instance, a lot of iPhones don't have built-in compasses, so you don't know which direction you're looking. So when you have quote-unquote augmented reality that's based on your specific location. It's not like you can get stuff that's 500 feet away in a certain direction because it would just oversaturate the band. It's only pulling stuff within a five-foot radius because it doesn't know what way you're pointing, basically. Um, so that's one problem. There are a lot of issues with the technology. There are a lot of barriers that just haven't been overcome. And it's not that they can't be. It's that nobody's really done it right yet. So I played with the uh, Tanchi Dot. It's the company. They created an application called Sakai Camera, which works for the iPhone. And I found out that it sucks. So... <laughs> Feel free to go check that out or not because you don't really need to waste your time. It's not good. Um, but it, <laughs> it's such an interesting idea that I really want it to be good and I was excited about it being good. And I actually tagged um, – at my work, we have this big whale 
statue that is mounted on a fountain because that's our logo. And it's probably 35, 40 feet high. And I tagged the whale and I said, this whale is named Humphrey. And anyone <laughs> with anyone with only this application standing at that spot and pointing at the whale will see it. So, Wow, Humphrey's a great name for a whale. I just thought I'd say He's that. He's a humpback whale, by the way. I know. That's would why you, it's um, nice. Would you get cyborg eyes just to have, like, that's a valid question. Right. Geeks, I guess. Would, <laughs> would you get cyborg eyes, like just in general? If they saw 3D, maybe. But also, also uh, if they had augmented reality. Or okay, like, so here's here's uh, my thing. That can be accomplished with, and this is so geeky. It's so geeky. I can't believe that I, I've actually been thinking about this this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is sad because remember, you know, when we were kids, we used to think about like cool tech, like a computer that you wear on your arm that like could call your spaceship, you know, stuff like yeah. that. A, a, a radio watch. I still do. You know. <laughs> be crazy. The TV on it. Yes. That yeah. was cutting edge. I still, I still do that. So um, all that can be accomplished with. So this is my response to you. All that can be accomplished with like glasses, basically. Yeah. But so what are like cool people going to do? <laughs> the same thing they do now. Go to Abercrombie and Fitch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in the business of knowing what cool people do. Uh, um, so, but I think that that's probably the next step for augmented reality is integration. So we look at things like Google Goggles, which most of you may know is the it's the app for the Android that lets you search Google using an image, right? So you take a picture of something, you input it into Google Goggles, and Google will tell you what it is, you know? Google um, Goggles. Google Goggles. And you, cool. you look at that, yeah, you look at that, you look at Yelp and Yelp's monocle. You look at all these different things, tagging and all that stuff. Then imagine using an open standard that allows you to integrate all of those things into a single view. And now you have truly augmented reality. You're pulling all these different services, um, almost like feeds. You know, we, we have this concept. We understand how it works. You pull all these different services. You overlay what you're looking at on a regular basis, and then you have the ability to disable it when you don't want to deal with the information overload or to pull it up. You know, I think, would I buy those? Absolutely. You wouldn't get them permanently enhanced? I don't think so. Jennifer said that she'd be too worried that someone would be putting an image that isn't really there. Yeah, what if someone hacked your eyes? That's I mean, you've seen Ghost in the Shell, movie. right? That's like a future horror movie right there. No, it's, it's just Ghost in the Shell. Well, that too, but come on. <laughs> We're thinking American market. Oh, sorry. You guys don't know Geeks anime. are still Japanese market, obviously. It's true. It's just true. We could definitely sell that movie. All right, so that was one thing I did this week. What else? Um, I watched Doctor Who. I found out, thanks to you, Rev, I was over at your house complaining about how Kevin was a liar, and then I found out that I was just an idiot. So, <laughs> folks, if you have to bet on Kevin being a liar or me being dumb, bet on me being dumb. <laughs> yeah? That's the plan? I, yeah, for some reason, I looked at Doctor Who, and I thought it was one of those shows with 25 episodes in a season instead of 13. And... Um, <sighs> So I'm looking at Netflix streaming, and it only has 13 episodes on the first season's discs. So I haven't been watching Doctor Who for the last like month because I haven't wanted to get it in the mail because we, you know, we just moved and we've been doing all this stuff. I haven't wanted to get it in the mail, but I also haven't been, wanted to like skip half of the first season to watch episodes that 
were streaming from the second season. And then I went over to Rev's house and I was complaining about it. And he's like, no, I think it's all on, on streaming. And I'm like, well, I don't think it is. So he looks it up and it's like the extra content. But I didn't even bother to read the title. So if I just read the first title, it's like the making of Doctor Who, like I would have known immediately. Oh, well. I'm done. Yay, I feel sad for you. <laughs> you don't, because you don't care about Doctor Who. <laughs> no, I no, I respect the fact that it's a show with great nerd cred and that a lot of people like it and that you missed it. I'm really sad. That's so. You'd like it. You should eventually. I know. I know eventually. I'll watch it. And I believe me, I'm not ignoring your, your claims that I'll enjoy it and watch it, because I will. I'll do both. So good. So in addition to that, I finished um, The Lost Symbol by Dan Brown, which was great. No, no, it wasn't. Why did I say that? It was exciting, and then it had a really disappointing ending, like every single Dan Brown book does. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Rev, I don't know. What did you think? Do you have a differing opinion? Because you read it too. Yeah, Jay, did you read it? Are you going to read nope. it? Do you care? Nope. nope. All right. Should we do a spoiler spoiler warning? Oh yeah, do your spoiler warning and say, "Yay!" Spoiler warning, and okay. then we'll talk well, about that it. Sounds I'm- good. The following portion, yeah, the following portion of the show may contain spoilers about a stupid book. So, no, I say you just take that portion of my voice there, and every time we do spoilers, put that in. Yay, spoilers! Uh, All right, maybe. All right, so go ahead, Rev. Um, I thought the twist was pretty cool. At the end, with the novel with the twist, weird. Yeah, I did not. (laughs) I I I suspected that, and then I dismissed it. So that was a good twist. He did it well. I, um, I agree, but the whole the Bible the, thing was silly. I yeah, think he was like, so I think he was like. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Dan Brown talks about the Bible, he's telling the truth, guys. <laughs> I thought that uh, at the end, when he revealed the Bible being the Masonic ultimate symbol or whatever that's buried under oh. their ultimate building, right. I thought that it was more of a. Like, dun dun dun, like that thing. Uh, more, more of a like. Okay, I'll, I'll give you guys a, a bone here, and I won't go off the deep end or something like that. For me, so here's my disappointment. For, my disappointment is Dan Brown does not write fantasy. Uh, yeah, he just doesn't care. And I want that. I want a book like that to end with an actual revelation, and that's why I feel all of his hey. books are disappointing. Wow, Dave, that's that is. The best thing anyone's ever said about Dan Brown. I'm not even kidding. Like, I just wanted because he always tries to make it just possibly real enough that people like to actually convince human beings on Earth that he's telling the truth. Yeah, he should just cut that shit out and yeah. write like some real fantasy. Exactly. I would so, read that book. Yeah, if the last like ten pages of that book were okay, this, 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 this. Now the world is completely different, and we all have superhuman powers. All well, right. He did kind of. I mean, with the fin- or what was it called? Phonetics? I can't remember. Do you remember what oh, it's called? Oh, oh, uh, Neophonics. No, Noetics. Noetics. Yeah, he kind of did leave that hanging there, but but he didn't really develop it, nor did he... No, and it was all. It, it was also kind of like, what did he say? Like, with positive thought applied every day, uh, a practitioner could make a plant grow, like, 5% faster? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He was so blasé, like whatever about it. That yeah, yeah. I think the I think the underlying thing that kind of bugs me about Dan, and you know what? Uh, first, I want to say he writes gripping novels. They're really exciting, and it's easy to just sit down and read one in a night because he he really has a gift for grabbing the reader and pulling them in and just banging out. You know, you think about it. His novels take place in this period of like. 
10 hours, you know? That's yeah. the elapsed yeah. time. And that's impressive to tell a story at that level and keep it interesting. Um, so they're just nonstop. So he's a, he's an excellent writer and he, he does a great job. But the thing that kind of gets me is he, he has his little, you know, he has his agenda and he's always pushing his agenda and okay, I get it. It's cool. There's no such thing as religion. We're all gods or whatever it is, you know, whatever your agenda is, I understand. But why does the story need to not be as good as it could be because of that? Eh. Mm. So not, not super excited about. It was it was fun to read, but then the ending kind of disappointed me. And I, I remembered when I finished it, I, I thought back and I was like, well, what else have I – I've read Angels and Demons. I read Digital Fortress. Every single Dan Brown book has disappointed me in the end. Um, and I read – obviously, I read the, um, the big one. Yeah, whatever that was called. No one knows. Da Vinci, da Vinci Code. Code, yeah. Said it three times. <laughs> um, so – yeah, moving on, I started a book that has been amazing so far, which is Perdido Street Station by China Mieville, and that is a fantasy, and I'm going to buy a copy of that for both of you guys, because it's just tremendous. Oh. And Speaking what? of which, sorry to interrupt, I have to do this before I forget. I finished the, uh, I think I told you, I finished the first Game of Thrones. Oh, and you liked it, right? I loved it. Yes, so awesome. <clears throat> way, way, way better than the first uh, Wheel of Time, which oh, oh yeah. the first Wheel of Time, I was like, eh. Yeah, they're not even... <laughs> I was like, they're not what? even on light the in the sky? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 13 books about. later, nothing. Is yeah, <laughs> 13 books later, light in the sky, who cares? <laughs> no, but uh, I have... I'm listening to them. I may... It may move to my read pile, but the, it's a pile right now, so I'm... I know you're so that's and that's kind of why I, one of the reasons I hesitate with Perdido because I know if I give it to you you'll read it in like six years you know <laughs> hmm. uh, maybe if you're very like far you, behind you're very far behind <laughs> I'm like three books behind an Ender's series which is oh my troubling. gosh yeah then I haven't even purchased the new one that you got for Christmas and read last year yeah because oh no the new the new oh, one's the new not. One. That you oh, okay. got. Right. That's not uh, Ender. That's just. Yeah, but it's just. I mean, it's so interesting. Have you read Empire? You haven't, have you? That's the original. Okay. All right. Anyway, all right, things our listeners <laughs> don't care about. <laughs> uh, Rev is a slow. Well, you're not a slow reader. You just have so much other stuff that you do, you know? Yeah. All but right. I'm also reading like four books at a time, and I'm also right. lis- listening to books as well. Right. Well, we all do that. How do you do that? What? What? Oh, well, I do that. Jennifer I'm reading, hates doing that. I'm reading two books at a time, and it's already making me sad. But the only reason it's okay is because I'm reading the other books so that I don't have to finish the Dark Tower series yet. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's not really that you're reading. You've suspended it. Yeah, well, no, I now I'm getting back to it, but I'm going to finish the Graveyard book first because I started reading that on the air with Plane Home. Ooh, and, man, it's good. I love that good, book. Huh? Yeah, I really like it. Fe- the problem with that book is I don't know who it's for. Oh, it's for teens. It's for teens? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was or not. And I'm like, this is maybe like, it's about a child. So, you know, it's not for, but it's not for children. And it's about a child. So is it for teens? And then, and then I'm like, maybe it's just for like a childlike hearted reader who's old enough to read the material that could be considered maybe a little bit intense for younger kids. I don't know. So I wish it was. But I really like it. Huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> I wish it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I think ultimately it is for you, if you want yeah. it to be. I mean, it's kind of like Harry Potter, you know? Yeah, but you know what I mean, though. If you, you, look, at, you look at the Harry Potter books and you look at uh, Graveyard specifically, there's a level of content that could be there if it was for you that would make it that much better. Yeah, yeah, but the, I don't know. See, the problem is that story, well, you know, it's funny because the whole time I've been reading it, I've been thinking Stephen King could write the crap out of this book. You know what I mean? Like, I, wanna, I want Stephen King to write that book because, I, I don't know, I've read a good amount of Stephen King, and it's all been over the past two years, and the thing he does better than any other author is talk to men about what it was like to be a boy. Like, without a doubt. Like, he completely captures the essence of, like, the boy-like heart and how that gets ruined as you grow. And That's a really good description, actually. That's <laughs> he, very it's, true. It's amazing. I love... And also I love delve into, into uh, in Dark Tower. <laughs> well, I haven't read uh, The Shining yet, so... <laughs> I Did you... I think it was The Shining in his... Uh, he has a book called Stephen King on writing. Yeah. Where he talks about, well, you know... And uh, he, he talks about – yeah, at the beginning of it, he talks about his history, and he's kind of just – doesn't pull any punches. Talks about how he grew up, talks about struggling with addiction and stuff. I'm pretty sure The Shining was the book where he he says that today, as he looks back, he has absolutely no memory of writing it. Yeah. That's that's, that's amazing. So, I mean, that's that, – <laughs> I guess that's written from a really true place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so what were we talking about? I was I was finishing up my week, <laughs> my oh, couple good. weeks. Um, in addition to uh, starting on Perdido Street Station, which is great fantasy, um, really interesting so far. I also started on Hidden Empire by Orson Scott Card, which is the sequel to a book called Empire by Orson Scott Card, which was really interesting. It was about a, a sort of how a revolution in America could take place today in modern times, and Orson Scott Card is. No matter what you read by Orson Scott Card, you're reading a book by Orson Scott Card, and it's just going to be satisfying to a certain level. Like whatever genre it happens to fall into, whatever characters or whatever the plot happens to be about, Orson Scott Card is really just satisfying storyteller. So I'm excited about that. I've gotten like 30 pages into that. I'm like 120 pages into Perdido, and uh, started playing a little Fallout 3. Also, um, yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Um, oh, welcome. Also started playing some uh, Bioshock because I'm yeah, I saw that. a little behind the times. You are, and the new one's coming out, and you're going to have to play it. So I think that was your thinking, right? <sighs> I got to hurry up. Yeah. What engine does the new one run on? Deliciousness. Please tell me it's not the Unreal Engine because that's the only uh, thing I don't like about this game. Uh, I could find out. What do you right. mean? I just what, don't. Like what the about un- it is annoying? I'm curious. The the, um, the Unreal Engine feels to me like you're doing everything in a sumo suit. Very interesting description. Does Could you name a couple sense. other games with the Unreal Engine so that I just want to compare it to? Uh, Unreal Tournament. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> don't be an idiot. <laughs> There's a bunch. Hold on. There are a bunch. I can't think. I don't know. I, know they're fun. I see it all the time. Uh, recently. But like contrasted with the Half-Life 2 engine, you know? Stupid. Man, all these games are dumb. I just feel like my head... And my body is bigger. <laughs> All of the splinter cells. Okay. That does make a little bit of sense. Cause those, well, but those were more really shooters so much. 
No, and it really, I think it adapts well to that. But like the the environment jumps out at you more. It's harder to get over things. When you jump, you bounce back. It's just kind of, I mean, it's minor minor stuff. Minor I think stuff. that was the. What do you mean, like bounce back? Like when you're trying, if you're trying to jump over a piece of furniture or something, and you miss the jump, you don't just hit the edge and stop. You like have a bounce back effect. Wow, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I don't. I could. I played I it on oh. PC. I'm playing it on PC. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, not really relevant. I'm enjoying it. Either way, it's a fun game. I just don't love the engine. Huh, but the game is. Mass effects were on Unreal. A ton of fun. Really? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Both Gears of War, obviously. Mm. Yes. So, uh, lots of fun. I'm due. <laughs> what, what just happened? <laughs> You're going to make David edit a us. bunch of things. <laughs> is she, did she undo something? <laughs> She's making a... <laughs> She's playing Rollercoaster Tycoon. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Three. <laughs> There's a... Oh, wow, I didn't know there was more than one. I don't know. She's why making this coaster that... I. I don't know if she's ever made a coaster before, and I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> but it's it's funny enough to bring it up. She's making a coaster right now, and I don't know if anybody's ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon, but there's a point in the G-Forces where the, your people will hate your ride, and she's got this drop, and right after the drop, <laughs> it does a severe turn, or not a severe turn, but it does a, it does a turn. Oh, man, I can't wait to see the demo for that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, shall we continue? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing Torchlight and a lot of WoW, so Torchlight is very satisfying. David's gonna jingle I wish I were playing Torchlight <laughs> sometimes. Right, sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you can, you know? Yeah, I've heard that. I just haven't experienced it. It's, so. Uh, <laughs> do you not own it, or you just. I own it. I just. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, that's that's, that's the exact sentiment that I hear. Either you love it or you, no, see, I, I, uh, you, you see this, like, possibility, but you just can't – there's nothing – you're not grabbing it. You know what I mean? It no, looks really I, cool. It thinks really cool, but there's nothing to grab onto for you. No, I don't think that's – that's not true for me. That may be true for other people, but uh, for me, it's just been – when I sit down on my computer and fire it up, it's like, what am I logging into? World of Warcraft. And I hate myself for it mostly, really but – because <laughs> I have so many good games right now. I have Dragon Age, I have that, Torchlight, I have... Uh, I've got Modern Warfare 2 that I could play on the 360. I have the new Mario that I could try out. I mean... Oh, um, speaking of Torchlight, Perdido Street Station has some definite, like, steampunk elements. So, FYI. It just got one degree awesomer. That's a good amount of degrees. Uh, so, Jay, what have you been up to the last week or two? Uh, well, Daisy and I were down in California you were? For, uh, for Christmas time. Yeah, we hung out, remember? No, you don't remember? No? I do. I remember. Uh, it was a good time. Had a really good time hanging out with everyone. I got to meet Zach in person, which was cool, because Big Zach is awesome. Yeah, Zach's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's really, i got to say, amazingly good at rock band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His drums, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what there is to say. Blew really? my mind. I may break these drums. I'm like, whatever. It's worth it. <laughs> break those drums, child. You yeah. can't break these drums. <laughs> he could have broken those drums. He could have. Yeah, very he's, he's very good at that. He's also, uh, well, never mind. He's not that great at uh, Leopard Dead 2. I learned that the hard way. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking at you now. Uh, next time, I expect improvement. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of fun, though. Left 4 Dead 2 is Zach, a lot of fun. Except all his friends use vents, and you don't want to push to talk when you're playing Left 4 Dead. At all. Yeah, like, ever. We should do Not- a... We should- we should do a, a Left 4 Dead 2 video like, cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be so... I don't know who would watch it, but I'd love to make it. <laughs> Record it and, and then put it in the... Uh, yeah, just throw it up there. Aborked Left 4 Dead 2 night. In the situation. I'm down. I right. love screaming like a little girl while getting eaten by zombies. <laughs> so. I'm sure other people want to hear it. <laughs> so what else? Um, been playing a lot of WoW. Uh, I've been playing. I played a little Dragon Age. I got that for Christmas, which was cool um, for my parents, and they have like a strict no games for their children policy since like 1998. So it was cool. They broke the mold, got me a video game. Did you? I, I didn't need them to get it for me, but did you make out with a bandit? <laughs> um, not in the traditional sense, no. But I got a lot of stuff that I like. So. So yes. I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. I played a lot of video games. I like I said. I'm reading Graveyard Book. I finished Insomnia by Stephen King, which cool. is a good book. I liked it quite a bit. Maybe I'll do a Jay's Weekly Review, which is a, a terrible misnomer. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that for that book because I liked it enough that I think I could talk about it. Jay's sporadic review. Yeah. Jay's Jay every once in a while reviews a thing. This is the part where he talks about it. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> How do you make an acronym for that? It'll be fun. <laughs> I, I don't even want to try. That's <laughs> right, fine. You don't have to. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much that. I've been running around like crazy, and it's finally life is slowing down a little bit, so that's good. But uh, I really want to get more time in with some of these games I haven't tried a lot of. I want to play Left 4 Dead 2 in some scenarios which aren't at a LAN. Right. And uh, also League of Legends, I want to try playing that a bit more, not at a LAN. I tried installing that and it gave me errors. Really? Yeah. Super bizarre. You should try again because I, that's a game I think that I think Dave, you would really like it. I think uh, I think you'd like it, John. I know your brother would love it. I think he'd love it to pieces, actually. Try if it he has your some pieces. No, what uh, Rev? What else did you do this week <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't talk about? Well, it's one of those things where. You're, like, really excited to do it, and then when you do it, you're, like, really happy to do it, and then the next day you're like, man, that was a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I put together a new computer. Oh, really? Yeah. So your computer is, like, the crazy good now? I'm super jealous. Well, you got the the new Linfield um, processor, the i5. The i5. Which is amazing. For the layman, what is that? Essentially, it's the best price for performance in the higher performance category. Okay. Um, and it, it, it's almost as fast as the ultra-premium priced... Um, I What were the i7s when they first came out? They were like $800 when they first came out. Yeah, and that was a year ago. Yeah. And I wow. got this... The, the actual chip was $205. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My last dual core was that much, and it was not that good, and it yeah. was not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So te- technology has been really leapfrogging. It always does, but processors in the last year have just grown tremendously. And how? Are, well, and for the layman, how are they doing that? 
I'm going to make a new Who segment knows? called Because <laughs> all I'm really saying is explain it to me. I feel dumb. I really no, don't I've... know how, honestly, other than competition. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're laymen here, too. I mean, processor architecture is is crazy. Um, but they do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, some of the technology they have, like, it's a quad-core system, so it has four cores within the CPU, but if you're using an application that's pulling heavily on one of those cores and the other cores are idle, it'll actually power them down, and it can boost the the core that's in use by something like 20%. Really? Yeah, so it's like overclocking the core that's in use by powering down an active core. So it has stuff like that that's just really uh, innovative in the field. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's neat. So you did that, and you, you did you have a little buyer's regret then the day after? Actually, no, I haven't had any buyer's regret. It just, I just kind of buyer's remorse, just FYI. Buyer's remorse, yeah. yeah. I buyers, think mainly because Jennifer is able to use the other PC like out of the box, essentially. Right. I switched the video cards because I just bought a new video card, and then uh, and then she was good to go, and she's been using it. So you know. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> awesome. Well, did you get it in time, by the way? No, it. it'll be for next year. Oh, that stinks. I have so many tax write-offs, though, that I don't know if I'm going to get all my money back. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's the way to work the system, man. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, Anyways, <laughs> so let's not talk about my tax situation. <laughs> Yes, because we have a separate podcast lined up for your taxes. Yeah. yeah. The Red Sox taxes. Taxcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, anything else exciting this week? or? Um, I, I don't know. Did I say something before and now you're prompting me and I forgot? Yeah, you or? said stuff. No, no. You talked about books, finishing books, reading books, starting books, lighting yeah. books on fire. That's it. Yeah, I burned you know, quite a few books. All right. Oh, no. Yeah, I got a good one. Ready for this? Maybe. My favorite new iPhone app introduced to me by Shader. I think. Oh. Have we talked uh, about Shader on the podcast? I don't know if we can talk about any app introduced by Shader. I don't think we can talk it about has Shader. nothing to do with killing certain ethnic minorities. Oh, okay. Well, reason. then let's do it. Bring it on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry, Shader. Love you. But uh, this app is called Crush the Castle. So maybe you're killing uh, Saxons. So that's probably okay. Yeah, that's um, okay. They're way. And what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. You said something, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, wow. Anyways, crush the castle. It's it's really fun. You sling a trebuchet and you crush castles. It's, it's really I don't know. fun. I downloaded the demo. It's just mindless. Uh, it's not mindless. It's it's entertaining and not complicated and fun. So I'd try it. There's a free demo to see if you like it. Definitely try that. Uh, if you like it, buy it. It's like two bucks. It's totally worth the two bucks. It's one of those uh, easy to play, harder but not hard to master. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's it for me. You did. That's true. Exciting. What he's typing in chat is true. Yeah, that's why I thought you were saying crap because you went quiet like crazies. <laughs> so anyway, You're probably more things people don't care about. So <laughs> let's talk about the news then, shall we? Let's run it down. Um, I'm going to take these things out of order. The first I want to talk about is the web suicide machine. You may have heard about this. It's all over the Internet. Um, this is a web service, I guess. It's a website and a service that allows you to commit virtual suicide. So what it does is it goes out and it deletes your presence on certain social media sites. Uh, those sites are 
Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Now, I don't know why you would ever want to delete your Twitter account. I certainly understand why you would want to delete your MySpace account, and you should have already done that if you had a MySpace account. I made my MySpace account like probably 12 years ago. I have no idea what the login is. All right, well. (laughs) I can find you on MySpace. Yeah, it's me and a picture of me with no data, like not a thing. (laughs) I made it once. I was like, hey, MySpace, I should do this, right? And then I never went on again. I didn't even, it's like my name, my high school, and a picture. That's all. I've never made a post. I've never had a friend. It's, it is bare bones. I'm just gonna uh, take out that little, that Your little bones. snippet of yeah. vocal. I've never had a friend. Never had a friend. <laughs> never had a friend. <laughs> play ever. Over and over. <laughs> you should. That'd be <laughs> a really funny, like, YTMND. <laughs> JYTMND. <laughs> I've never had a friend. I've never had a friend. Had a and just friend. your MySpace profile page in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Delicious. Well, anyway, this tool, if you put in your credentials for those websites, it goes out. It, it uses their APIs to thoroughly expunge you. So be prepared. If you do it, there's no way to stop it. Excuse me. I had a frog in my throat, but so I feel much better now. That. There's no way to stop yeah. it. <laughs> my voice was getting away from me. So if you do it, there's uh, there's no way to stop it. So don't go in there and mess around and just put in your login information and see what happens because it will delete your stuff, period. Uh, so it's kind of neat, though, neat concept that, well, um, you know. If I may. You may. Basically, you enter in all your log login information. Right, your username and password or your email and password. First of all, I think that's a terrible idea to give that to any website. Um, Subpoint, like how freaking lazy you have to be to use a third-party service to log in and delete all five accounts, <laughs> really? Because, I mean, there's only five. Like if they could delete – if it simultaneously deleted your presence in like Google caches or in any other any other form of like deep web storage of having been in there, that would be one thing. But really, this is just laziness. Five bucks says you go to the website and it's got Google Ads on it. I haven't even gone yet, but and that's only oh, for YouTube, it? not for everyone else. <laughs> oh my gosh! What? <laughs> at the beginning of the show, oh uh, no, we'll talk about this at the end of the show. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Oh man, uh, we will talk about what's making me laugh so hard at the end of the show. So please stay tuned. I agree. It's always it feels risky. It feels dangerous to give your information, and I feel like a lot of sites. I actually read an article about a guy who was really pissed off that um, some site had changed the terms of use for their API. So he his business essentially had to close down because he had built a company that was based on using another company's API to provide a service. It was a it was Craigslist, right? Okay, so he republished Craigslist and then he sent the he sent the link to the uh, creator of Craigslist and the guy was like, "Uh, "You can't do that, (laughs) you an idiot!" And shut it (laughs) off for everybody. So, uh, Mm. as more and more services based on APIs become available, I think people might become more and more used to entering their login information for Twitter.com to, you know, this site, and then that site goes out and pulls all that information. The problem with that from a security standpoint is once you give them the login information, they can connect with their API and pull 
any information that you have access to, in, in most cases, any information that you have access to when you're logged in. And that means that they can pull all the personal information that you have in your profile, and they don't need to handle that information in a way that you want them to. There are certain laws governing what information they can't keep, but that's really social security numbers, credit card numbers, stuff like that. And they can still keep it. It just has to be encrypted. So if you're allowing them access to your personal information because they are giving you the ability to, I don't know, create a stupid guest book or create a stupid Or free banner, smileys. Yeah, or give free smileys. <laughs> Please be aware, these sites can keep your personal information. They can learn all about you, put it in a database, and yeah, maybe they're not going to do anything malicious with it, but you don't know what kind of security they have around their databases. You don't know who has access to that information, and so it's becoming, you know, it's becoming the kind of thing where this stuff is dangerous. Any exposure of your information to the internet is dangerous, and if you're going to use social networking sites, some some key things, only put information that you don't mind being public. I think that's the, the number one mantra for the Internet. Only put stuff that you don't mind publicizing. And the number two thing is, um, I think, assume that it's lost as soon as it goes out there. Just assume that everybody knows it. Um, and you should be in good shape if you can follow those two, you know, edicts. But, uh, edicts. A la Dave. Ah, uh, yes. I so have anyway. A, I have a prophecy. Go. T- ten years from now, Yes. Uh, we will have a, a single sign-on for every website. I mean, that's already going forward. Like you can use your if in, if they've implemented it, we can go into this later. But essentially, single sign-on for every website. Plus, it will be uh, connected up to an RSA key like the Blizzard Authenticator. Absolutely. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. And that and that gives you what does that give you? Also, go ahead. Tell us it's not there yet. Tell us the result of that. From uh, Mark of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> they accept the number changes every ten seconds. So, yeah, from six 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 to six 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 to six six six. It gives you uh, the only way for someone to hack into your account is to come to your house and point a gun. Punch at you, you in the say, face. Grab your authenticator and know your password. Yep. Still know your right. password. Well, he punched you in the face, so. Yeah. You'll okay. give it to him after that. <laughs> what else does that give? Maybe it doesn't give it to you, but what does that give to, uh, say, the the United States legal system? Uh, I don't want to think about that. Well, I mean, that's assuming that you're doing things illegally. Well, okay. Come on. But no, it, I mean, what we're talking about is a one-to-one relationship between your actions on the Internet and yourself. So there's no more anonymous posting you know we're living and don't get me on a soapbox but i think right now we're living in as far as the internet goes we're living in the wild wild west yeah the last time it will be and it's unrealistic to think that it's going to stay that way it's like the end of the wild wild west right now yeah and the the wild wild west it it was fine but it it didn't stay the wild wild west for very long you know the forces of civilization march on yeah and and Mm. civilize as they want to do um so, I don't know. I agree with you. I think that's absolutely in the works, and I think it'll have interesting repercussions, especially when you start looking at things like France's new three strikes, you're off the internet thing. What? Was a what a what? Yeah, you didn't hear about it. It was a couple months ago. Um, <clears throat> basically, uh, if somebody is not convicted but accused three times oh. of infringing copyright, uh, they tried to pass this thing that uh, that essentially stated that the, the person's ISP had to forward their information around to all the other national ISPs so that that person could no longer have access to the Internet. 
Oh my god. <laughs> right. It's a little bit horrific, you know? So well, sounds that's, very French to me. Right. So that's one thing. And then you, you do that and okay, so my girlfriend can now get me onto the internet. But what if every session that you wanted to browse, you had to enter your RSA key before you could start browsing? That sounds really bad. Right. So I mean it's a it's a double edged sword, but we'll we'll see what happens. So anyway. Now that we've had the doom and gloom, uh, the internet that is going to be sad now. <laughs> yes, the internet as we know it is over. Well, don't do stupid things and... You'll be fine. Get an Apple TV and buy all your movies legally and... <clears throat> oh, also, incidentally, I read this. If we had as much bandwidth as, I think it's South Korea, we wouldn't do the race standard. Thank you for making we me depressed know. again. <laughs> Uh, so at least I have plumbing and uh, good roads, so whatever. I, uh, yeah, th- well, there's that. <laughs> you have good roads? I thought you lived in California. And uh, everywhere. That's Riverside. <laughs> the 909. And that's LA. Isaac. So. Yeah. <laughs> in the Empire. <laughs> our next news item. That was a little local. Sorry for our, um, our international listeners. Yeah. Those of you in Glasgow, sure, sure, uh, it'll be fine. Edinburgh. Um, I don't know why I picked two Scottish cities and Paris. <laughs> uh, so the last news item, or the second to last news item, we're running out of IP addresses. I, you know, IP, IPs. You do? I do. Oh. Sporadically, when the prostate allows. So Rev, why does this matter? When you're when you go to a website. Essentially, it boils down to an, uh, a basic address on the internet. It's like any other address in the real world, like your home address. Essentially, there can be only so much real estate in the United States, and you can think of the internet running out of real estate. And we've been talking about it for like four or five years. More than that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, this is, yeah, this has been a topic for, for uh, a good long time. Um, but now it's like climate change. It's actually happening. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Science is finished. No. Yes. Stop arguing. Uh, so we're down to, uh, in the last 10 years, we used uh, a million, what is it, what's it? A million. A million, th- 370,000. Um, so, oh, sorry, a billion, three. 370 yeah, million. Say, uh, yeah. a billion. I'm like a million. That was yesterday. So we used, yeah. So we used a, a billion three hundred seventy million IP addresses, and we only have seven hundred twenty-two million left. So we can anticipate that we're going to run out of IPv4, which is the the version of IP that we're talking about. Those addresses, and the reason that there's a limited number is because it's a you know it's a certain number of digits in in sequence, and there's a total maximum Four number of unique up. combinations. Well, I think the biggest problem is not only websites, but every residential customer has their own IP address as well. Which is just stupid, but... Yeah. And I I know they do that for various reasons, but honestly, a lot of these issues could be quickly fixed for, like, AT&T could go down to all their U-verse nodes and then make everything NAT and give everyone an internal IP address, and they can still audit their records because they give everyone a designated internal IP address versus an external IP address. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that that does is it breaks inbound traffic, but those companies have been saying forever that they're not hosting, right? 
Right. Well, so I'm not allowed to host inbound anything. Traffic. Exactly. So why would you need inbound traffic? The only thing that they they don't even technically allow me to host game servers. Like I can't host Xbox Live. Uh, invalidates my contract with AT and T Ubers. Wow. Because I if wow. if I host the game on my local in 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 my local intranet for extranet users or whatever you say mm-hmm. internet users. Yeah. So. Um, the the cool thing is that there's this solution in IPv6 which gives us enough enough IP addresses. Period. Like, if you wanted <laughs> to have, yeah, if you wanted to have an IP address for each of your shoes, everybody in the world could do that, and we'd still be fine. It's like yeah. not even moving, everyone has their own spaceship. It's not even moving the Earth to Jupiter. It's like moving the Earth to the Sun plus five. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> so. So IPv6 is is unfortunately going to become a reality. I say, you know, it doesn't affect you guys. Oh, it affects me. It affects you and it affects me. But the majority of people aren't going to know. And for us, it's going to suck. The effect, I I want to know your top one annoying effect it will give you, and then I'll give you my top one. I'm curious to see if you have the same one as me. Okay, well, let let me spin you a tale. I can't go into specifics, but I can give ranges. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I work for a company that has uh, more than 500 and less than 2,000 servers. Okay. Right? And I'm in charge of a lot of those, so, so there's that. And I, I also um, have a lot of networking devices, and I don't know if you're familiar with... Uh, the, the new storage, the NAS stuff that's all IP-based. Yeah. Got a bunch of those. So we've got this huge infrastructure that works right now. And in the next few years, um, we won't have to change that. But as the... Job security, stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> I already have jobs. This is just more work. <laughs> but as the... And here's the thing. For your internal networks, it's not really a big deal. Like, you're using... If you have a if you have an airport, your airport's address is 10.1.1.1 or whatever. And your computers within your um, home network are 10.1.1.x. That doesn't need to change. That's fine. That can stay. That's a private IP range. You don't need to change it in the same way uh, private IP ranges and businesses don't need to be changed. They're not accessible from the Internet, so they're just a portion. I can use 10.1. I can use that at work. I can use that at John's work. These systems don't communicate with each other, so they're unique to the autonomous system, the AS. But when you start dealing with different numbers that are facing the Internet, it really only makes sense to make the transition so that you have – uh, the same scheme throughout your business. So that's, that's the big thing for me is having to go through and make everything work under IPv6. What's what's the big thing for you, Rev? Because I won't be able to remember IPs anymore. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's a bad <laughs> that's one. It's like the most because I have a small shop. You know, okay. I only have less than twenty servers, and then personally, I have like a server here and there. But I know all of the major IP ad- IP addresses by heart. So if I need yeah. to go do something, and for some reason I can't use a domain name or I don't have a domain name associated with the uh, IP, I know I can get to it. But if I switch to IPv6, then I can't. Yeah, no. It, it was it was because um, I used to work at a small shop too. So I used to have 
you know, I had probably 50 IPs memorized for the important stuff, you know? You know how it is. And they're not, it's not like they're a unique number for each one. They're pretty similar. So it's, it's easy to remember. But, uh, that number, that, that reason no longer applies because I just, the place that I'm at now is just so huge that I couldn't possibly, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel your pain. And I, I wonder, cause I'm good with numbers, but I know that I'm good remembering numbers because of. This is how, numbers and letters. Right, right. Because of how much I remembered IP addresses. So I'm wondering if I'm gonna get bad at numbers or if I'm gonna get good at numbers and letters. I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> My question is, is this new IPv6, is it, uh, is it racially predisposed to non-Cyrillic speaking languages? Being uh-huh. that the letters are, you know, it's standard all Anglo letters. One yes. through, or zero through nine, A through Z. A through Z. Oh. No, A through uh, F. F? Yeah, it's hex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sad. Really. And it's what, 16? Propagating the, uh, 16 I think it's 16. Well, the cool thing is, I don't know if you know this, but if you have, a lot of the a lot of the address space is going to be zeros for unutilized right uh, fields, and if you have fields that are all the same, if the last octet of the previous field and the first octet of the next field are the same, you can just have a double. Um, yeah, wow, nobody about. cares about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super nerd territory now. It's about to yeah, local is a, is a new one dot 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 one or something. Exactly. Dot, 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 it's dot. a it's a um, what is that thing called? The two dots. Come on, <laughs> colon. <laughs> wow. It's like one colon 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 one. Yeah. Or one colon 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 zero. So it, that's not too bad, but it's still going to be obnoxious when you've got one that's really unique and it's like it's four characters each and it's four things total, right? Yes. One of them might be three and one of them might be five. I can't remember. That would be stupid. Four times four is 16, so I'm going to go with that. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure I'm right, but go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, wow, we've talked about this way too long. We really need to change topics, but. <laughs> Jazz is anything, like, constructive for, like, three minutes. Clearly, we need to move on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm your guys' barometer pretty much for the show and how nerdy it can or cannot be. <laughs> it's, it's you know, too- like, we've crossed a barrier when I'm quiet for a really long time. Except use the phrase, so in layman's terms. <laughs> so, could you boil this down? Let's talk about Cyrillic. <laughs> yeah. Does this, does this propagate the current racial limitations that the pretty IPv4 sure scheme introduced? Honestly, uh, I think we need to introduce a Roman numeral based scheme that doesn't have zeros. I want V dot V dot V dot V. <laughs> Best IP address ever. <laughs> so the last thing that I want to talk about in the news section, and we'll get on to our two minor little um uh, we, we planned this, by the way, guys. This isn't a, a monolith. Well, it is going to be a long episode, but it's not like we've got another hour of show lined up. So we did have it planned to kind of go long in this portion. Um, but the last thing is Twinter. Twinter. <laughs> That's what happens when you combine words. Uh, Twitter sentiment is um, – we'll, we'll just have to throw that. It's twittersentiment.appspot.com is the address. And you put in a search phrase, it goes out, it analyzes all the tweets it can load into its little database, and then it, it sort of makes a determination based on uh, its little engine that analyzes them, makes a determination whether or not the tweet is positive or negative. And that's pretty simple. But if you plug in a word like avatar, which is, uh, there was, I believe, an Ars Technica article on this, you plug in a word like avatar, which is a major motion picture, obviously, it analyzes that and it determined that 75% of the tweets about avatar were quote-unquote positive, 
and 25% of them were, or like 20% of them were negative and 5% were neutral, where it couldn't, couldn't make a determination either way. And that's really interesting because it's just, it's not saying that the movie is good. It's just saying that 75% of the people that talked about it were talking about it with positive sounding language and 20% of the people that talked about it were talking about it with negative sounding language. This and, is basically how they're going to enforce group think in the future, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so be prepared. Heads up. <laughs> Don't say we didn't warn you. Um, and when the government mails you your fancy new internet access RSA ID, <laughs> dongle. Don't get excited. Dongle. It's not Christmas morning. So it's just kind of a neat tool. I don't know if it's really useful. It's probably not. But um, that kind of thinking, when we look at stuff like uh, Google integrating twi- tweets into its normal search stream, and then we look at people building applications like this, it's interesting to take that idea of cloud sourcing concepts in a different direction. Obviously, you've got stuff like um, Amazon's – what is that called? The Kindle. No. <laughs> Uh, dot com. It's based on <laughs> a shopping cart. A wish list. Wait, keep going. Keep going. One <laughs> click while, while you're distracting people. One click. One click. Uh, Prime. Was, uh, overnight. Yeah. <laughs> what? AWS. <laughs> AWS. And, uh, <laughs> I knew it was that. I was waiting. <laughs> no, it's not AWS. Oh, it's it? not? I don't know what you're talking about. It's AWS. Well, whatever. What I, I, Googled, I Googled uh, Amazon Answer Engine, you and Googled, it gave Googled, me... Google Googled it. <laughs> Google, Google, Google. <laughs> Please put that in the show notes for the love of God. So Google, 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 Google.com, and prepare to be amazed. Um, but I Googled it just once, and uh, it gave me uh, some book about diesel engines, which is not useful. Um, the Turk, the Mechanical Turk. Yeah, that's what it is. is that it? Thank you. Jeez, my brain. You knew that all along, didn't you? <laughs> I hate you. So the Mechanical Turk is uh, a system whereby somebody submits a question and the internet answers it for money. Um, it's interesting to see people take like that crowdsourcing money. idea and, and spin it in different directions and do different things with it. So hopefully we'll see more stuff like this. It's just kind of cool. doesn't really do anything yet, but hey, check it out. You might be interested. Um, one of my tabs is still Felicia Day's blog. And as I as I like control click to get through my tabs to get back to the show notes, I keep clicking to her blog where there's a picture of like a big flower and Felicia Day with a spray on tan in a bikini, and uh, it makes me laugh every time. So I don't see that every time. She went to Kauai. Spray on tan. Spray on tan. Uh, yep. Moving on. Glad you said that. Apple tablet. Can't tell. It doesn't look like a spray on tan. Eyes for apple. She doesn't look tan at all. Eyes for apple. Read the thing she says. She says, look at my tan. I think she's being she's sarcastic. She's lying. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or in her case, being felicious. Doing <laughs> Felicia Day jokes. <laughs> Bringing you the freshest Felicia Day jokes. Oh, she says my fake tan. Maybe Hello. she means my non-tan by fake. She's Dude, the wrong... Have you seen her really in over-interpreting life? this? <laughs> <laughs> she's way whiter than that. Maybe she's insinuating that in the future she may be less tan. This is getting awkward. <laughs> can we stop talking about this? So anyway, can we talk about the Apple tablet now? Can just walk in? <laughs> no, she hasn't looked at my screen yet. <laughs> Close the tab. <laughs> uh, so I, I just moved to the floor. Just say I'm podcasting from the floor now. 
I don't know why. laying on your back. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, now it's awkward. Um, anyway, so uh, the Apple tablet, right? Right. It's this thing that may that or doesn't exist. exist. <sighs> well, we can talk about this in the sense that there are other tab- tablets that do exist and are coming out. It doesn't have to be just Apple, but we can throw in the fact that Apple may be coming out with one. So, well, here's the thing for me. The thing for me is that, um, and this is the whole crux of what I consider the conversation to be. The thing for me is that it doesn't matter that it's a tablet. It matters that it's Apple. Does that make sense? I don't... Uh, (laughs) I don't mean to... I don't mean to sound like a, uh, a fanboy, and I'm, I guess I'm becoming more and more of one, but what I've seen from Apple in the last mm, seven years or so is consistent delivery of about 150% more than what people expect from a given product, right? Correct. So we saw that with the first um, iBook, if you remember the iBooks that came out, that, you know, if you look back now, they look ridiculous, but... They, that was really where the Apple revolution sort of started. Like the, the iBooks and then the, the iMacs that started to come out with the colored, uh, the colored cases where they started to take this turn for, okay, well let's appeal to a different type of person and let's deliver something that that type of person would like. OS X came right around that time and was huge. Um, the iPod was obviously the start of what I'm describing though. The, the real start where they delivered a product that just surpassed everyone's expectations. It was not just an MP3 player. It was this, you know, not that there really was a lot of MP3 players at the time. There weren't a lot of MP3 players at the time, but they delivered that. And then the iPhone came out and kind of, for a lot of people, I think revolutionized cell phone usage. Yeah, we had smartphone before that, but we certainly weren't doing half of the things that we do with our iPhones now. Um, that's why when I look at the Apple tablet, it matters more, like, like I said, it matters more that it's Apple than it's a tablet because they're going to create, hopefully, a platform on which you can do X, Y, or Z and it's going to be really good. And hopefully it'll be so much more better than what people anticipate because of the the quality of software that they use and all this stuff. It'll be so much more better that um, it will gain that kind of huge backing that the iPhone has, that huge backing that the iPod had. Um, and, and that's where, after that huge backing comes, that's where we start to see, uh, see integration. And here's the, here's the case in point of this, um, or not integration, but we start to see the real usefulness come out. And here's the case in point. Um, when the iPhone released, they advertised it as a phone that it was the, the iPhone, the Mac phone. It, it, uh, let you, Use Google Maps and, and it was just really fast and it was really cool and you could do stuff with Google and it was the Apple phone, right? That, that was basically their, that was basically their thing. Remember, you could, oh, search for a Starbucks and then call your buddies and tell them to meet you there, you know? Yep. They were advertising. That was the sushi thing. Exactly. Yeah. So they were advertising UI. And what are they advertising now? Uh, well, considering that there's no product and that no one really knows anything about it, it's all just rumors. I don't think they're advertising anything. No, no not for the tablet, but for the iPhone. Yeah. What, oh, the what, iPhone? What oh, you apps. said. Apps. 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 It's a gaming platform. They're not even advertising the phone anymore. They're yeah. advertising the things you can do on the phone. And they're having nothing to do with creating. That's the best exactly. part. Exactly. Yeah. So they've created a device that developers want to develop for. Right. They've created a, they've created a channel for developers to make money for that to reach a wide audience, and and they've 
then they've started marketing, essentially marketing the developers that are working for, you know, for them, basically. They've leveraged this huge crowd of people who are willing to create apps for the phone, and now it's the app phone, and that's what it does. It's no longer, okay, it's the, it's the Apple phone. So that, that's what I see when I look at the tablet. I don't see the tablet day zero. You know, it just came out, okay, you can get your iTunes, you can use iPhone apps, you can do this. What I see is the tablet a year and a half from the day it's released. And that's what I'm really interested in is it's been out for a while. People understand how it works. People have started developing specifically for it. Now, what does it do? Because the iPhone does a whole lot of stuff that I didn't anticipate a phone would ever do for me. So in our lives, does the tablet have a place and what does it do a year and a half from its release date? Um, This is such a stupid – I agree with everything you're saying, but it's so funny that we're talking about this when we don't know anything specifically. Um, if it, if it can replace the Kindle, then everyone knows <laughs> a Kindle will get one. If like if they get a way to do books on it, that's successful, and right. they get all the licensing that they want, and they can um, they can leverage the Apple TV to get your videos on it, to get your episodes of everything on it. If they can if they can work it where it just becomes the all in one everything, then I think people do have a use for it. But uh, that's only the people who would buy a third device anyways, because when you think about a tablet or a Kindle, it's a third device to the, to the core. It's for people who uh, are not using their phone for this, they're not using their computer for this, they're not using books for it, so I don't know, it's the fourth. So here's a question. Well, yeah, and that's a good point. So here's a question that kind of connects to that. Is this the beginning of the post-PC world? Not for gamers. Not for gamers, absolutely, but gamers make up a pretty small minority. Mm-hmm. That's true, especially PC gamers. So what do you think? Or so too. So I don't know. Maybe. Rev, I hope not. Overall. Well, my current musing. I tweeted about this like a few weeks ago. No, you didn't. You don't tweet. You tweeted maybe, but you didn't Twitter. I don't do this. Whatever. <laughs> I went to the w- Twitter website and I tweeted, but uh, what I was talking about was that I went to the Twitter website, so I twittered. Uh, so if you had done it on your <laughs> if you had done it on your iPhone, you would have tweeted. Sure. <laughs> oh. Okay. So How tweet- can I be right and you're wrong? There, that's what I want <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> done. Done. We're done. Podcast done. Finished. <laughs> so you Hold tweeted. On, yes. No. Uh, I twittered that. Ha. Huh, I twittered that. If the if Apple came out with their tablet and it was good, that I would seriously consider dropping my iPhone for a really basic Stupid phone. phone. Oh, I remember saying that. Getting a data data plan for the tablet and then uh, keeping the tablet with me, because currently I take my laptop um, almost everywhere I go. It sits in the car most of the time, but well, hopefully. You said that people coming to steal my laptop now, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just so you all know, Rev. He's parked at (laughs) Rev drives a white Honda Civic. Yep, white Honda Civic. That's me. Uh, With a, it's got a Glamis sticker on the back. Yep, (laughs) and a trailer hitch. So (laughs) I love mud. (laughs) 
and if you can find a white Honda Civic with a Glamis sticker and a trailer hitch, you need to steal that thing anyway. Bring it yeah. to the hey man, studio. Don't say that. Zach knows, man. It's a 909. <laughs> it's probably... all about the IE right there. That's like a stereotype. <laughs> he has one up on cinder blocks in his front yard. So, yeah, I mean, if, if I could, well, to expand on that, if it didn't look so ridiculous to hold a 10-inch, you know, screen up to your head, I would just use that as my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really damn funny. Oh, my God. So, but the next the next question becomes, you know, Bluetooth headsets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of make that irrelevant. And then... Um, yeah, then I want this thing with like a sheath, like a leather sheath, you know? Like a man in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, so then... Uh, you've got the potential, you know, Verizon MiFi. You can use that, which is a battery-powered um, wireless hotspot, and then just Skype, and you won't even need a cell phone provider anymore. Well, except for Verizon, who's giving you the MiFi, but meh. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So, if it so could, the question is, is it significant? Right. Well, is it going to be? Are we going to look back? I, I guess there's a lot. What I'm reading a lot in the communities is, is the excitement of people saying, "This is the beginning of a new era in computing." And I just, I don't know. I mean, are we going to look back five years from now and say, "2010"? That was when the January 2010, January 26, 2010. Uh, Jobs got up for the last time and announced a new product that was the Apple tablet, and nothing's been the same since then. You know, it, it, is it that kind of watershed moment, or maybe? I don't care what kind of shed it is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that when you talk about a new era in computing, it's That's all about. Really- it, it's all about getting the the software developers on board. I mean, the only reason the iPhone has had such a long tail, I think, is because of the apps. Obviously, the Apple marketing department agrees with me. Absolutely. Uh, so if they can get everyone on board making awesome applications for the tablet, then yeah, I could I could see it becoming the wave of the future. But if it's like, you know, I mean, the PSP essentially, yeah. with a with a yeah with a a touch screen, like a DS and a PSP combined, where you don't have a lot of innovation other than games, you know, then right. I don't see it really taking off. So we need what do we need? We need USB. Obviously, we got to be able to connect to it. We need Bluetooth, obviously. I think data, 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 data. And the problem that they're going to have is they're going to make people pay pay for two data plans, and that's just not going to fly. No, absolutely. That'll be the killer. You know, and their core people are are their iPhone owners. And if they Mm -hmm. make their iPhone owners pay for two data plans with this thing, then it's not going to go anywhere. There will be blood in the streets. I really... now that brings some interesting looks at how they were how they were treating AT and T and vice versa, right? I mean, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe you know because they had to have been talking about this for a while. I mean, that's really deep speculation at this point, but maybe well, that's why they're looking at shifting providers. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I think that there's I would say there's a lot of reasons why they want to shift 
providers. Uh, and I, I would think that that being open to like a unified data plan might help that. But I mean, that's just speculation, honestly. But right now, I pay between both my iPhone and Jennifer's iPhone. We both have data. I pay, I pay like what 130 bucks a month with a text messaging plan, and if I want to keep my iPhone and get a tablet that has data, which really that's the only reason why I would want it. That's so another thirty bucks. It's another thirty something dollars a month, which is is not doable. Not money. Nope, not going to do that. Well, at that point, again, it becomes worth it to cancel that and get Verizon MiFi. Right. You know, so you're you're saying, okay, well, I'm just not going to buy data from you anymore. I'm going to buy data from a company that will give me data. And allow me to take my portable data and turn it into and turn it into 802.11g. Hmm. And, that, and that's what the, that's what the MiFi does. It's a router that connects to 3G. And so I don't know. I mean, there are other things that do that too that AT and D doesn't approve of, obviously. And there's tethered. But yeah, I, I agree that that's going to have to be a part of the picture. And um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, I think, later in this month. I mean, we know that they have a place booked. I've heard rumors that there's a uh, a new camera for the iPhone, that there's an iPhone um, uh, refresh coming up. Uh, it seems a little – it's early in the cycle for that, but if they're going to be announcing something else, they might just kind of lump that in together um, if they already have it ready. So we might see a new iPhone thing coming out. Um, I can kind of see myself – laying on the couch instead of having my laptop out laying on the couch and uh, doing something with a tablet. But a part of that, too, comes out to the price, and I don't think we're going to see this for under $1,000, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think, Rev? It's, they need more processing power, period. They need Would, would an Atom do the trick? Um, well... I'm not sure. I guess the question is, are they running iPhone OS, or are they running... Well, I'm sure it's a in-between the right. stripped-down OS X for iPhone OS versus the real OS X. Okay, so we know they it's need... It's probably closer to the real OS X, honestly, because yeah. well, they're, they're going to have to... More background processes, obviously, is going to be... It's going to be much more like a laptop right. than an iPhone. But it will be like an iPhone in UI, I think, but you'll have... You're you're not going to get away with selling an over a, a, a form factor that large to geeks and not it it not being a computer. It's going to be a computer that just has a touch screen. So what do you see? It's a laptop with a touch screen. That's what right. it is. And so I've seen people say six hundred dollars. I think that's completely unrealistic. Oh, very well, low. With a data contract, maybe. Oh, ooh, interesting. Didn't think about that. Substitute oh, the way they give away the free netbook right now on the uh, Verizon or whatever it is? Yeah. They have that. netbooks some, sometimes for free, and uh, what I see mostly is 300 bucks for pretty decently decent netbooks with a data contract. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting thought, because the first iPhone was, what, $600 or $299 with a contract? Yeah. So that's a that's a substantial discount. Um, then the question becomes, are you willing to jump ship? Because that's really, you're canceling your cellular provider at that point and going to 
because you have an iPhone. Let's let's be realistic. You have an iPhone. So if you're interested in this, you have an iPhone. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a Droid, and it won't matter to you because it'll probably be on Verizon. So you're canceling your cellular service. You're jumping ship. So that's an additional two hundred and forty-five dollars or whatever that is. Um, I don't know. It's going to be. I think it's going to be tough. We're we're going to see what they do. I think they're going to do something. I, I'm. I would be shocked if we didn't hear about a tablet, and <laughs> I'd be very shocked. So I'd be shocked for the next year. I don't know about in a few weeks. Oh, really? But definitely within this year. This year. year. I just. I mean, I see computing going this way. Whether my question is how revolutionary it will be. Everyone right. knows that this is the way things are going to go, at least for the casual user, right. the mainstream user. The problem I don't is think anybody but Apple could do it. Uh, if that's the goal. If the goal is to get it to the point where it's ubiquitous, the way the iPhone is, I don't know if anybody in the market right now could do it, except for Apple. I don't know. I think. Really? I think what other company do you think could leverage what they have and their past in, to make it as ubiquitous as an iPhone? I think you might be thinking of it in the in the wrong way. The way I see it is it's just another computer. And technically Foxconn can go make their well, they're probably making it for Apple. They are. <laughs> other, <laughs> other manufacturers, E um uh, I don't know, all of the manufacturers Dell, all of them could make a tablet form factor. And I think that they could be successful. I th- obviously, what Apple has going for them is their hardware design and their software design. Which but is, the, I think that's software design. I think is the most important thing. But they're entering. They're still on the PC market. Technically, they're they're fending off laptop sales. And as much as they are great, they are not a market share. And so, no, that's true. Even though this is, it's kind of a, a offshoot territory, All right? Because it's kind of like laptop, but it's kind of not. So I don't, I don't know. Right. So I, yeah, it's interesting, and I think a big part of that is exactly what you were talking about before, which is the OS. How open or how closed is the OS? What exactly are they selling you? How's it all going to work together? And I, the the closest thing I can think of is weird, and it, it seems incongruous at first, but it's Google OS. And I have to wonder if we're moving into a post-PC world, and if we say Google and Mac are two big contenders for, not necessarily for total market share, because we know Microsoft is going to take whatever they do and sell it cheaply and whatever. But if they're two big contenders for innovation, um, kind of which direction do we lean? And... I don't know. I don't see our parents having a full version of Windows 8 installed when Windows 8 comes out. I don't see our parents having a... Well, maybe, Rev, maybe your parents. But I don't see our parents having a full version of Windows 8 or Windows 10 or whatever installed when that comes out. I see them having a platform that's more like one of these where they can do everything that they will ever need to do without having the... the huge back-end that yeah. supports a lot of stuff they don't need to do. But consider this in that in 10 years we will be the main driving force of this economy. So our, right now and in the last 10 years we've gauged our parents on uh, on who's going to buy what, but now we have to consider our peers if we're thinking about like in the next 10 years. 
It's a good well, point. It's not even next 10 years now. I mean, we're the ones buying iPhones and laptops. Yeah. And we're buying them for our parents. They're yeah, not buying them. Interesting. Oh, fascinating. Well, shoot. Good conversation. We'll see what happens later this month, and we'll have more to talk about with less speculation. Or maybe we won't have anything to talk about because the question still won't be answered. But hey. <laughs> Apple will be like, I know a lot of people have been expecting and hoping and thinking, but... Here's another iPhone. Nope. Yeah. will <laughs> <laughs> be... That could happen. Okay. So I think that's probably enough of a show. I don't think we need to uh, talk about the other thing, which is we'll save that for another conversation. Sounds good. All right. I I will tease it, though. Um, In an upcoming show, we're going to be talking about the differences in the way that we think about the Internet. And I heard this cool phrase. It was uh, digital natives to describe those of us who grew up with access to the Internet or, you know, close enough. I didn't have access to the Internet until I was probably... 12 or 13, but maybe it was more like 10, but um, still, that was enough of my formative years that I think of myself as a digital native uh, versus our parents who are digital immigrants and the different ways that we see things. So there's a lot around that, and uh, hopefully we'll have some interesting conversation about it. Um, But for now, this has been another exciting, another tremendous episode of the Borked Internet Program. They used to say, I guess, radio program or the radio show, but it doesn't apply anymore. So we have a couple ways for you to contact us. Obviously, we're on Twitter, obviously. Twitter.com forward slash CDEagle, that's me. Twitter.com slash Revoked is Rev. And Twitter.com slash Tesson, T-E-S-S-O-N is J. Uh, you can email us, we at BorkedCast.com. That's uh, W-E, not W-I-I, sorry. And uh, But we do love the we. Incidentally, oh, do you guys know what I found out the other day? This is your cool. woman. Sorry ah. to interrupt the. I would have known that before. Sorry to interrupt the because uh, I've Wikipedia things before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> they have diagrams. That's all I'm saying. Sorry to interrupt the end of the show to talk about something else related to the show. But I was trying to figure out a cheap way, and by cheap I mean free, to get Hulu to my television. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read on the internet, I haven't tested this yet, but I read it, and apparently it's the truth, that the Wii, which everybody everybody has one, right? Like, right. It's like right. $200. There's nobody that doesn't have a Wii. Right. One of the free channels that it has is the internet channel. The internet channel is actually an Opera web browser, and it will play any Flash video. Like what? Hulu.com. Hulu's not Flash, is it? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'll be right back. <laughs> gonna see. So Jay's gonna go test that out, and yep. uh, Does we'll it finish full screen. Uh, I I have yes. no idea, but probably no. I'm, I'm betting <laughs> yeah. it does. No, I don't know why. yes, it does. No, I don't know. Go find out. So anyway. Um, <laughs> In addition to those lovely methods of contacting us via the email or by tweeting at us, you can also follow BorkedCast on Twitter, and please do. That'll give you up-to-the-minute updates on the show and everything before we even have time to retweet them. Uh, and, And the last thing, this is new. We got invited to Google Voice thanks to Zach. He sent me an invite, so set up a number for us. If you want to call the show and leave a message... If you ask us not to play it, we won't, but otherwise we'll probably play it on the air and respond to um, whatever it is you had to say. But if you want to give us a call, it is 224-BORKED-ZERO. That's 
888-888-8830. So please give us a call this week. Tell us what you thought about the show. Any questions that you have or just anything that you've been thinking, uh, let us know and we'll get that uh, in there. We'll respond to it. We'll tell you that, um, you know, you're just ridiculous and we don't agree with you. Um, We're all about. It's what we do. So thanks for listening to the show. We enjoyed making it. We hope you enjoyed hearing it on your iPhones, and that one day you'll enjoy hearing it on your iSlates or whatever the Apple tablet is called. <laughs> yeah, I really hope it's called something cooler than that. <laughs> Me too, but what can you do? Who knows? Who knows if it even exists? I hope they call it the iPlate. <laughs> can you serve delicious food on it? You could. <laughs> it's uh, water-resistant water up to a thousand years. <laughs> But is it bacon resistant? That's what I want. Nothing is resistant of bacon. (laughs) With that (laughs) said, I'm going to go eat some bacon and play some WoW. So thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Until then, stay nerdy. (laughs) 